host, Eric Balance, and this is the Resilient Minds Podcast. Join me as I explore the capabilities of our minds and how our X Factor can become our Y Factor. Now is our time. Welcome to the Resilient Minds Podcast, bro. It's so a pleasure to have you with me here, guys, is Mr. Eli Wilhide. And I'm just really excited to have you here. Welcome, welcome. Um, so the first thing, bro, I really want to get into um, is just really, you know, telling us a little bit around about yourself and, you know, what do you do? Where you come from? I, I think that a lot of people are going to be really curious, you know, for those of you that don't know who... Mr. Eli Wilhite is. Um, um, here he is. So, Mr. Eli, go ahead. Awesome, man. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. And, um, you know, some of you that are tuning in here to connect with Eric and myself, based on the title of this, I'm sure you're wanting to know how do you actually close more sales? What are the tools of mindset, psychology, influence, communication? The questions that you ask, what are some of the tools that can really help you be more effectively in getting people not only to logically realize that they should buy into your products and your services, but feel emotionally compelled. Because I can ask you the question, do people do things for logical reasons or emotional? And it's really emotional, but it's also both. They need to be able to justify it. So I want to give you some of those tools here today. But um, first, you know, a little bit about my story. And by the way, I'll pause here and just let you know that what I just did, for those of you listening, that's called an open loop. And so most people listen to a podcast or uh, a Tony Robbins CD or something like that, or they buy a book and they don't read past the first chapter. It's like 90% of people, 95% of people. And so how do you actively keep people engaged? It's creating an open loop. So your subconscious mind is actually looking for that next thing that you might start to begin to notice this in all copywriting, all sales copy, all marketing, all commercials, even movies now, they're alluding to something that keeps this part of the mind active with curiosity so you stay engaged. We live in an environment now where we're all bombarded with so many tools of influence coming at us. These marketers, everything from Walmart, Coca-Cola, Apple, Amazon, all these things on our phone pulls our attention in a scattered frenzy and we become very open to suggestions. So this podcast is really gonna be about you taking control of your own mind, advertising in your own mind, and then using these tools of influence for good to touch, move, and inspire other people to really tap into what you have to offer, your unique gifts, your X factor, so that you can actually help them. So that's what this is gonna be all about. And my story is basically this. Um, I grew up in a small town, really, you know, just terrible beginnings. I won't get into all my life story, but we had a really challenging ride. and. Uh, you know, again, I'll spare the whole long story. Dad got put in a wheelchair though. We really struggled. We were pretty much out on the street. Uh, my junior year of high school, my mom wins $7 million in the lottery. Some doors started to open for me, some people, some conversations. And despite having doors open for me, I was hesitant to walk through them and I had a lot of fear in me. And I moved, I moved into a tent for nine months when I was in the Rocky Mountains, uh, in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado when I was 22. And I really took that time to read all the books that I never planned on reading because I didn't plan on going to college and we just couldn't afford it. I was going to be a Marine. And I really began the process of working on myself, reading the books and working on my communication. When I moved to LA, I got cast to be in the biggest movie of the year. Um, didn't get the part. I was upset, but I was also had a job in sales. And I noticed with the acting as well as with the sales and communication, some people did very well. Some people struggled. I struggled. And I began to review my own calls and listen to myself. And sometimes I didn't enunciate certain words. My communication didn't land. And I was really frustrated. Mm -hmm. And one of the master skills that we're going to talk about here um, that I learned from Tony, and I'm sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you're a little bit familiar with Tony Robbins. Eric and I are huge fans. and Huge fans. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. The master skill. I mean, Tony's <laughs> obviously brilliant. He's coached Oprah you know, five American presidents, Michael Jordan, you know, the list goes on and on. But he said this to me that the one master skill that he has, and I believe he has more than anybody that's ever lived, is pattern recognition. Recognizing patterns, if, you were, if you're a great accountant or a fitness trainer, if you know, you can look at somebody's, you know, body, and after a certain amount of years, you can see their postures off, or they, they cheat to one side, 
And you have to have this, this subconscious mastery to recognize patterns. If you're an accountant and you looked at thousands and thousands of accounting statements after 20 years, eventually you'd almost just look at one without even looking at the, the numbers and you just get a sense like, hey, there's something off with this plan. Mm -hmm. You look at people and that's what I've done for years now working with Tony and that's what he does. He looks at somebody and says, there's something off with this person. Not like wrong with them, an incongruency between what they say and how they act and their soul's purpose. And I began to really dive into that process of recognizing patterns in myself and being really honest about things that weren't serving me, my fears, my insecurities, my doubts. And I worked on everything from my communication and saw my income go up and down and you know just the trials and tribulations of life. And I got really into the self-development game when I was like 23, 24, um, had some major ups and downs in my life. And then, you know, I was taking a, a couple of years where I was like modeling and acting and stuff, but not really doing anything. And I was just frustrated. And one day I just kind of quit everything. Um, I actually went to Australia now that I'm thinking about it. And yeah. I turned 27 years old. Yeah, I remember I turned 27 years old on a boat in the Whitsunday Islands. Um, off the East Coast there, if you're familiar with Australia, which you probably are. Um, <laughs> and I came back just fierce and in a certain mindset. And I got into everything and I discovered something that really went into this science of recognizing patterns and changing them, a body of work called NLP, neurolinguistic programming. And read a lot and went into it, found a couple of teachers and then just one guy that I knew. Um, he says, well, you checked out Tony Robbins. And I'm like, who's Tony Robbins? He's like, you don't know Tony Robbins? I was like, no. And he recommended a book. And I was like, wow. Because logically, sometimes we know that we shouldn't be doing certain things, or you might have things that you know you should be doing or not following through. And you can read the book that says, be persistent and take more action and step up and all these platitudes that don't really, they serve the mind, but not the heart or not the soul. And sometimes there's incongruencies within ourselves, misalignments, patterns of thought, feeling, and emotion that have us misaligned. And Tony really went into what drives human behavior. So what was that book? Just for those people, for, for, for people that are curious um, about yeah. what book, if maybe they can go and read that book. What was that book that, you know, made that, that, that transition for you? Awesome. Yeah. And I did that on purpose. That's uh, there's about four <laughs> or five things that I did, which are also open loose, which create curiosity. And um, yeah. that it was called unlimited power. Uh, Tony wrote that, I believe when he was 24 years old and really, really amazing. And then he wrote Awaken the Giant Within and, um, and I got that and I was like, wow, this guy's amazing. And I got his, uh, audio series on eBay for $7 and 90 cents, the personal power to the tape series. And I didn't have a tape player in my home and I had a little, uh, beat up Toyota Corolla. And so I would put the tapes in my tape deck in the car and I would just drive around Los Angeles around and round and round. I would just go for drives and I would sit in the car for like 10 hours straight listening to this guy. And there was a charisma, uh, a tonality, a pacing as he would be strong in his communication. That'd be funny. He'd be in, you know, uh, inferior and really say, Oh, you guys are amazing. And you're a lot like me. And he was doing so many things with levels of relationship, posture, intent, um, things that I found out later that are processes that Tony created himself because this thing called NLP is amazing. And Tony really modified it. Tony's questions that really drive him are really what's what's great about this. So it's recognizing patterns that are good in something like NLP. You might recognize the patterns in what Steve Jobs did in his business or what Jeff Bezos is doing now or your favorite fitness model. What are they doing to promote their business? What are they doing to shift their body? And how do you model those same patterns and what they do and how they think, how they make decisions? But the second question is the reason that Tony's Tony, and it's what made Steve Jobs and Apple Computers, the company that it is, the most successful company in the world, right there with Amazon. It's a psychology, yep. and it's a psychology of never-ending improvement. And the question that really drives our focus and will drive yours to maximize what you're doing is the question, how do I make this even better? So I got my mm. Apple iPhone here, and they didn't just say, hey, we're the best. It was number one, but they didn't stop there. They said, how do we make it even better? And now I'm forced to buy like a thousand dollar iPhone or $1,500 iPhone like every year now because they keep on making it better. And we all have that need for growth. And Tony took that into his business and his mindset and made it part of his identity. And he's never stopped. And 
I listened to him on these CDs. I got the Get the Edge program. That was like 300 bucks, but I got it for like 100 on eBay also. And uh, and he mentioned this seminar called Un, uh, Awaken the Giant Within, no, uh, Unleash the Power Within. And that same seminar is where I met Mr. Eric Valens here. And yes, yeah, <laughs> you walk on fire and all these things. And I, I remember before that event though, I, because the price was like 800 bucks or something like that. It was, it was 900 and it was a hundred dollars off. If you signed up that day, when I, when I saw Tony, my rent was like 500. I'd never, I would, I would have like shot somebody for $900. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was just a lot of money for me, but I saw Tony speak at this event called the learning annex. Uh, there's a similar company now called success resources. They do these huge events, like 10, 20, 30,000 people. And all these people were on stage and they were selling things like the no money down real estate, get rich quick, Donald Trump spoke, Susie Orman, Robert Kiyosaki, and nothing against any of those people, but it was all good. Some of these people like, eh, you know, it's like kind of cheesy, whatever. But then Tony came out. He was supposed to speak for two hours. He spoke for four and a half. And at the end of those four and a half hours, he said, if you got anything from these four hours, spend four days with me, I'll change your fucking life. I'll give your fucking money back. Come to this fucking event. And he was just so certain. And it influenced me. And so I was wow. like, man, I'm in such a bad spot. If there's anybody who can help me turn this around. And he talked about coaching Michael Jordan and all these people. And I'm like, fuck, this guy is amazing. And I signed up for it. And I went to the event. And uh, yeah, and the rest is history from there. I harassed the company. I, I called the company about 200 times in the next two weeks until I got the right person on the phone. Because Tony talked about this ultimate success formula, knowing what you want changing your approach until you get what you want and just really went into it. And Tony taught a philosophy and he was, you know, we think me and some friends that are internal to the company that have been just lifers around Tony forever. I started with Tony in 2005 and some people have been with him, you know, 20, 30 years now. And we really do believe that some of what Tony's done, I mean, it started a whole movement. There was no such thing as a coach. 20 years ago. 100%. That's thing. I agree. And now there's all these people that are coaches, online coaches, fitness coaches like us, you know, me and Eric. Yep. And, you know, he's started a whole movement and it's now the second or third fastest growing industry on earth. Um, less people spending $100,000 on a college education when you could just find out from an expert that's doing it now. And so it's, he's really started a movement and, you know, it's only took him 40 some years, but we think that we're like the early adopters and I've, gone i've spent thousands of hours breaking down scripts and you know I, I got to role play at the event where i met eric i got to role play some things with tony personally one-on-one -on -one sitting sitting down in the green room and you know this has been in my obsession for a long time and i remember just being so awed by tony and what he was doing a lot of things i didn't understand but i was committed to figure it out because i wanted to do that i wanted to be that powerful you know have people respect me i wanted to be able to make money of course but i also wanted to have the ability to truly change somebody's life and the first time I saw Tony do one of those interventions, like many of you might have seen in the movie, a uh, documentary, I'm Not Your Guru, or you might have seen it at a, an event. Um, I said, I remember thinking to myself, because I was selling for Tony at the time, I was like, if this motherfucker can turn around a suicide, I can turn around a sale. And absolutely, Tony's got this process for doing that called creating lasting change in these seven steps. And I began to model those using some of his tools, digging into needs and motives and values and, um, you know, your driving force, which are your top needs, you know, mostly significant. One of my, one of my favorite, one of those of, of his program is that mastering influence. So mm -hmm. also like creating lasting change, like you talked about and yeah. then mastering influence. And I think, you know, you, you touched on, you know, the nail on the head of, of so many, so many times because that experience, um, in Canada was power of success. That same, yeah. um, event that you kind of went to and, you know, Tony came on and it was totally, and he, same thing. He made that transition for me where I was like, holy cow, I need to step into it. Yeah. And, 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 and I know that you've been mastering influence for quite a long time with Tony. So how far back you know, have you, you said 2005 is when you started with Tony. How far back did you go to that same event that you're, you're speaking of right now? That in 2005 is when I went to Unleash the Power Within. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. It was, uh, that's June, epic. Yeah, June, uh, I believe it started June 4th, 2005. And by September, I was hired on by the company to do these, these talks. And, and since then, you've become, 
you've become a really like a, a, a pivotal component of a lot of his sales teams um, or his sales team. You know what I, I was listening to something where, you know, Tony was talking about and giving you an award um, at one of the conferences uh, that he has for a lot, lot of, you know, for, for, for his, his business. Um, and you, you want to just touch pace, touch, touch point on that real quick. Well, yeah, it's uh you know, and this relates to you listening here, everybody on here. I, yeah. you know, I, I worked for Tony for a while and I left the company, got back into acting. There was like a billboard of me in Times Square. I'm like a fitness model doing all these things, but I got really sick. got a parasite, almost died. Uh, Bonnie Pearl, who's Tony's wife, calls her stage. Uh, and Tony like really coached me a lot that year. And it's all because of Scott Humphrey, who, you know, um, who's Tony's brother-in-law in charge of the Platinum Partner program that's a Tony's highest level mastermind that Eric here is a part of and you know when I came back and I got this mentorship personally from Tony and and just being around them um, it shifted a lot for me and because I was in such a bad way my health in 2010s when I came back I worked half the week and I laid in bed or a hospital bed the other half the week so I was sick and I couldn't work much um, but despite those challenges, I, I, you know, I outsold everybody in the company working and I took two months off completely. So I worked no more than 40% as much as everybody else, but yet I was the number one person in the company. So Tony created this award based on my performance called the chairman's award. Now, a lot of people like credit me with creating it because he created it for me. And then now it's lived on as a legend. Now somebody gets an award and that, that honor is the most impactful person in the organization and i was blessed to be the first so we kind of created it based on my experience and then uh he took me to fiji for a week and i got to play golf with him and eat dinner with him every night and um, he did, him and bonnie did like a like a prayer healing on my body and my mind inside their home and bonnie's singing to me and stuff just like you know i mean if you if you're a fan of tony robbins and you've listened to his cds or anything I, you know, you just think like, man, this guy's so amazing. I want to ask him all these questions. I want to be around this guy. And here I am hanging out. Like I literally manifested it. And uh, I got to ask him all these dumb questions. And he was just so patient and warm and kind. And um, it was, I was really, really blessed. And so um, I worked for him for a few more years. And since then, we've just become friends. And, um, and I just feel honored to be able to take things that he's done. And it's interesting you mentioned the program, Mastering Influence. Um, that is based on a live seminar that Tony used to do. Um, he did it and then they franchised it where it was Tony on video and it was called the power to influence sales, psychology. That was the first skill that Tony had. And if you're listening to this, you think about all the skills that you need in business, marketing, accounting, all these things. I say the number one is, is sales and Tony Robbins, sales, got 100%. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, you know, Mark Cuban. 60 to 70% of all self-made billionaires started out in sales. Understanding right. this is key. And so learning this stuff, you know, and now I go into other businesses and I can help them double their sales like so easy just by looking at some of the metrics and looking at the psychology. But when I sat down with Tony recently, we talked about that program. He also had a, a one day program called Competitive Edge and gone through that quite a bit. So we had a lot of stuff all around sales for salespeople. The challenge with it, is now all that content that he created back then while still very good it was all pre-internet it was before email before facebook before texting where most of sales came from the phone and today in 2020 i think it's something like 93 percent of phone calls go unanswered but 98 percent of text do get read so the way we're wow. communicating and through facebook messenger and groups and social media all that's changed and so I've optimized a lot of the psychology that Tony's created and put those into a process with scripts and follow-up and how do we actually engage people through social media and, and how do we communicate with them more powerfully to drive them to a phone call or most of my sales personally, when I, I just had you know a launch of my program, I think about 80% of the sales came from just text, but there was things that were attraction-based wow. marketing where things were seeded, just like I'm doing with you right now, you're probably pretty interested. Yeah. What am I actually saying? So these are, these are seeds and open loops. And I'm sure there's tons of other people out here. I'm not just the only person in here, right? This is amazing, right? So, so many people, many of you listeners are probably thinking, hmm, huh. 
But the truth is, is there's 90% of business owners out there utilizing, you know, social media and they're what they're, but 75% of those business owners are actually not doing it strategically. They're, they're spending a lot of money on marketing, you know, utilizing a lot of their annual budget in the first month and they're doing, and what's worst is they're actually doing it tactically, not strategically. Yeah. You know, so, so for, for me, I totally understand. And this is is so powerful because things like this are so, um, the lowest hanging fruit, right. With texting, social media, all of these marketing components that you can really start building your business upon. And so many people, it's, it's funny. I, I read something the other day is like, there's 7 billion people in the world. 3 billion of those of people are using, um, Facebook and like 7 million of those people are actually using it as business media. Yeah. Crazy. And it's like, it's a drop in the bucket, right? Like, so that's something, you know, obviously, you know, speaking of offers and speaking of, you know, how to kind of get more out there, what do you on, on like on an offer on the front end of your offer do so that the most common of Objection would never even make an appearance. Ask that question again. So, for example, you know, you have an offer, Eli, right? So what would you do on the front end, front end of your offer so that the most common objection would never even make an appearance? There's a lot of things you could do. It depends. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's, I mean, there's hundreds of strategies, but I'll just share with you this one kind of story. Um, and this is something I got from Tony. Um, you could call it objection blocking, killing the monster while it's a baby. Many, many different things you could call it. But I remember doing these presentations for Tony. And just to give you guys context, um, Tony does these events called Unleash the Power Within. We do a few every year in in America. You know, and he's got one coming up. He's got one he does in Australia. You know, one he does sometimes in Canada, usually just one in uh in Europe, we met the one in London, but he does a, a few, a handful of these every year. And so we go out into a community and in my mindset, I'm like a Navy SEAL on a mission. They drop me in. I don't know anybody. And by the time we leave there, we've talked to thousands of people, generated millions of dollars and changed people's lives by beginning in that room with Tony. And as, as I talked about pattern recognition, sometimes you walk into a room to teach a seminar on success. I'm there to speak for like an hour, 90 minutes, maybe a few hours, something like that. Here to speak for a while. And you can tell sometimes, you can recognize the patterns that sometimes you're like, these people are pretty broke. And one of the objections that would often come up at the end of my amazing presentation was, I got to think about it. And the interesting thing is this, and I bring this up in my talk. When you talk to a business owner, or when you talk to a leader in any profession, say in business, if you call on the company, you ask for the what maker? The decision maker. Mm-hmm. And so I do a bit. And so there's bits of that that I do, stories, things like that, within the context of my conversation or my presentation, or the question that I ask can get them to handle that objection for me. And just as a a quick bit, if I was to do it in a seminar, I would practice something that Tony teaches called attack and confess. So we want to be hard on the problem, but easy on the person. And we can be hard on the person and hard on the problem. But if you do that directly, it will come off as too, too in their face, too superior, too forceful too negative, kind of like Grant Cardone does. They can get away with it because they're celebrities, Jordan Belfort, these guys really hard on the people, really superior, talking down to you. You can't do that unless you've built a lot of social capital, like you've made a lot of investments, like they feel that you care. So in a context of a conversation or me standing there, they don't have that. So I would attack myself or tell a story where I attacked the other person or I attacked the problem or I attacked the thought or the decision-making process. But here's something like it might sound like in the context of a, a presentation say something like um i remember a time in my life where like I, I i wanted to you know go to the seminar i wanted to you know take this vacation i wanted to you know give money to my family I, there were so many things i wanted to do but i'd always had the same excuse and for me it was i can't afford it mm. 
who here has ever been in a place where you really wanted to do something, but you just couldn't afford it. So now I'm, so there, other thinking, 100%. me too. And as you remember from Tony's sales process, one of the biggest parts to connect is when people hear a story, they're thinking, so what, or me too. And now we're 40% yep. of the process is identification with me, the problem. So there's an idea. This is like an, you know, attachment there is a connection. And so who here can relate me too. And that was a pattern for me my whole entire life. And then one day something happened for me and I don't know if you, so by the way, you're seeing, I'm talking about myself and then every once in a while I'll say, I don't know if you, this is called a bounce. I bounce mm -hmm. it out to you and I'm engaging you to pull you into my story. I, I don't it. know if you've been there, but maybe you're in a place like this is where I was, where you just wanted something so bad and you weren't willing to settle. Like maybe somebody in your family got sick. Maybe somebody was hurt on the other side of the country. You didn't have the money. You didn't have the time, but you just found a way. Who here has ever been to a place in their life where they were just their back against the wall, but you just tapped into that determination, that strength, and you just found a way. If so, say I. It's like, yeah, me too. And then when I did, here's what I realized. All those times that I said I don't have the time, all the times that I said I can't afford it, I realized that if I had just been more committed, if I had been more determined, if I just wanted it bad enough, I could have found a way. So if I ever catch myself in the pattern of saying that I can't do something or I can't afford something, I say, Eli, you are a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar. Now, I wouldn't be lying to say that it's hard. Now, I wouldn't even be lying to say that, it, that I don't know how. But to say that it's impossible to do something when so many other people are doing it, well, that's the biggest lie we could ever say to ourselves because when we tell that lie to ourselves about what we're actually capable of, what does that kill? It kills all opportunity of us moving forward in our lives. So if you and I yeah. want to move our lives to forward today, if you and I want to be there for our families, if you and I really want to do more and have a better quality of life so we can take care of the people we love, we can't lie to ourselves about what we're capable of, can we? So Never. what do I do? I Never. Have to me. And they say, no, we can't. And so at the end, what are you going to say? I can't afford it. Yeah. I'll say, don't lie to me. You just, I said, you know, I, so I attacked myself. I say, Eli, and I'm, and I put it in quotes. So I'm saying you are a fucking liar. But I said, but I said to myself, Eli, pause, you are a fucking liar. And so the unconscious mind just hears the command. And I pause and I set it up in quotes, as opposed to when I hear my client say that, I say, you're a piece of shit client. I fucking hate you. You guys all saying this, you fucking like liars. You're fucking like, so I'm talking down to them, but I attack myself, but it has the same impact. But because I put it in quotes and the way that I set it up, now they're able to accept it. Or sometimes, it, it, like I said, it might be a room of broke people and I know they want to say they got to think about it. So I have a bit, a chunk that I do. I have so many different chunks that I do that kill. I got to think about it. And there's things that we can do before the call, during the call, after the call. But sometimes I just ask people that, you know, and especially now I, I motivate a lot of entrepreneurs and I teach them how to sell. A lot of them have sold before connected with companies. And I say this, Hey, when you call a company, you ask for the what maker, they're like decision maker. And I say, so you're telling me anybody in business who can't make a decision is useless. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you don't even want to talk to people who can't make a decision. They're useless in business. Write that down. And now people are, and so they're saying it. I say, so is this what you're saying? Mm. And they're like, yeah, I guess I'm. And then I say, I think you're right. In fact, you're more right than you even know. Wow. And so now wow. who's saying it? They're saying it. To themselves, yeah. And there's many other ways that I can get them to go deeper on why they, and why they think that. And they will own it by the time I'm done talking to them. They will realize why it's important to change now and they will tell me that not me tell them because what's most important i teach a process of asking questions but the questions aren't the most important thing it's specific questions that lead to specific information and That's knowing right. that most of the answers you get will be surface so we need to be flexible in our approach we need to change things we need to do softeners and depending on the style the psychology of the person you're talking to and and basically their, their archetype, their disc profile. There's a way to align with people and connect with them differently that can get them to make an investment with you right now and feel great about it. 
I love it, Eli. I love that. And I think that that's such a powerful concept. And I think that a lot of the times, those are the biggest objections is like, I got to think about it. You know, I have to talk to my spouse or I can't afford it. And those are three, I think, of the primary objections that so many people, um, you know, come up with. So I guess my question to you is, you know, how do you, when, when you're asking these questions, are there, you know, certain scenarios, you know, because you, you, you really do pre-frame a lot of that. Um, how do you suggest people shift their mindset or their, their potential client's mindset around um, them because some people, you know, they, they get into this, they're like, okay, I, you, you can't afford it. No problem. See you later. Have a good one. Because <laughs> it's a level of uncomfortability or, okay, you got to talk to your spouse. I get it. You know, I can appreciate it. Okay. See you later. How do you suggest people can shift that mindset around that sales process or around those objections so that they can really come from a place? Because I believe that when we're providing a level of servitude that, you know, that you can actually, you know, shift that and i know that you know you're you're very heart-based entrepreneur you work with a lot of heart-based entrepreneurs i mean you've worked with tony robbins um you know the heart base entrepreneur uh (laughs) so i mean i really 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 you know i'm curious to know how do you suggest or how can everybody you know step into that power that they you know their skills their knowledge and pass that along Hmm. well you know i'll I'll refer this back to one of the things that you've seen Tony teach many times at UPW is simply the triad. It's one of the many tools that I've adopted of Tony's, made my own and used within the sales context. But the triad is basically this triangle looking thing um, to give context for everybody here. And it talks about human emotion and people do things for logical reasons. They justify it or they do things with emotional reasons, justify it logically. And so how do we get people into a buying state? So if you're listening to this, you probably had times where you didn't need something, but you bought anyway, you're in a buying state. Sometimes you're in a logical state and you needed the thing, but you didn't. So it's, it's interesting. We need to be able to shift people's state and get them really associated to the heaven if you do, hell if you don't. And we do that throughout a certain syntax in a conversation that puts them into what we call a buying pocket. And so to get people into the emotional state, if you look at the triad to the top right, there's a word there that says focus. And so we need to be able to control somebody's focus throughout the conversation. Um, I mean, I have a bajillion stories we don't have time for, but focus, I, I could you know, control your focus by saying, hey, here's what you need to think about, or I, I could ask you a question. So question control focus, I could ask you about your shoes, what you ate yesterday, your mom, last time you called her, last deal you closed, last deal you didn't close, how much money it cost you, how did it make you feel? So there's different types of questions. And we've got about 20 different types of questions that we train on, connecting questions, background questions, problem awareness questions, solution questions, probing questions, qualifying questions, scaling questions, transition questions, commitment questions, all these different types of questions that systematically drive somebody's focus in a certain syntax throughout a conversation. That gets them focused on the things that we want them focused on their current pains and their problems and the impact of the problems and then realize the consequences if they don't change their problems. And we can do all that with questions, but there's another part of the triad that is equally, if not even more powerful, that's called language and meaning. So looking at the words that they use and the meaning that they have attached to it. And so somebody, you know, there's a really amazing phrase in self-development that says nothing has any meaning except for the meaning that you give it. And recognize this for yourself. If you have a program that's say ten thousand dollars, and they're like, "Wow, that's a lot," compared to what? It might be a lot to you. Mm. It's not a lot to somebody else. And there's other people who were in a worse situation than all of us, and they found a way. They have a certain meaning they've attached to it. And for you, me, all of us, where you're at in your life, in your business, in your health, all of that is based around a series of patterns patterns of focus, patterns of language, patterns of meaning, patterns in your emotions, in your physiology, you know, places that you get stuck where there's a pattern in your thoughts. And so my sales process and the way that we do it, um, often again, to give Tony credit, he's the master of pattern recognition. And so a lot of our presentations go into patterns. And I've even said things like this, when people, I also do some things to get a lot of buy-in before I make the offer and give the price 
and that they really feel like this is something that they can, it can get them where, where they want to go. And so the way that I describe an offer and I feed it back to them, it's full of juicy benefit, rich language so that you can make more money in order to be with your family. You know how you said that you're having this trouble? Well, this will allow you to not have to deal with that. What would that mean to you? Scale of one to 10, how is important, that important to you? Why is that important to you now? So they're selling themselves the entire way. And sometimes if there's a pattern that I recognize in somebody because of what didn't work before, where I say, why haven't you been able to get there on your own? How much longer is that okay? So the whole time I'm asking these questions where we're recognizing patterns and I really want to serve people whether they invest in my program or not. But I might often get to the point where I let people know that in this conversation, because, and I'll ask about spouse, I'll ask about this, I'll ask specific questions that get me specific information. And some things will become very obvious in that conversation. And I've often said this, in these calls, it's set up to be a coaching session and to really help you. And I want, to, want you to know that I recognize a certain pattern in you. Before I go into what that is, I want to let you know that there's patterns that make people succeed in life, live life on their terms. And there's also patterns that are present in people where they give away their power, they put things off, they always make excuses. And those patterns are what cause them to fail. I recognize some of those patterns in you. And I'd like to help you break them right now and not have to deal with this shit anymore, if you'll let me. So superior, inferior, if you'll let me. So it went hard and then, and I'm doing it a little bit exaggerated just so people can get it. It's something we teach called postures. There's superior where I could be talking to you the whole time like this. Listen to me, I've made all this money. Here's what the fuck you need to do if you want to make some money. Boom. It's like, if I do that for like an hour, you're like, what a douche, even though I'm successful, like what a douche. But sometimes I need to step into that posture and give you a command. Tony does it very well. But 80% of the time that I do it, I talk equal, like we're friends. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I might go inferior. Like I might say, listen to me. The great thing about you is, I mean, you're here, you're doing all these things. I really admire you. You sound a lot like me, equal. We want this and this and this, but something has to change, doesn't it? Nudge. And so I'm changing postures, intent, relationship. So we teach a lot of these in a lot of these things in my my training and a lot of things that I've gotten from Tony. Really advanced um, selling systems beyond scripts and objection handlers. Really diving into and understanding human psychology because in order to enroll somebody, you need to describe their problem back to them better than they can explain it to themselves. And as Tony talks about in his uh, seven steps for creating lasting change people need to feel understood. Seek first to understand, as Stephen Covey would say, and then to be understood. And when they feel understood, but also appreciated, you're able to make some shifts in them. And actually, uh, you know, I'll read this thing. I did a, a training with Tony years ago. And yes, please. He said this to me and I wrote it down word for word verbatim. I, I had it recorded on my phone and I transcribed it, what he said to me, word for word. And uh, years later, I took a screenshot of it. I, you know, cause I would read this statement that he said to me every single day before mm. all of my meetings and it had such a shipping. And I sent him this as a text not too long ago. And, uh, and he, he just laughed, but, um, this is what he said to me. And it had such a amazing impact on me. Here's what he said. He said to influence someone, you must be connected to that person. You must not only understand them intellectually because you can understand them and you can judge them. And by the way, you can't influence somebody if they feel judged. So you must understand and appreciate them. You must connect to them, their needs, their wants, their desires, their fears. You've got to step into the world without buying their story. That's the unique balance to step into somebody's world and appreciate, but not buy their limitation. Our job as leaders is we must never buy their limits. They've already done that to themselves. If you buy their limits, you've added no value to their life. The added value you offer representing me and our partnership with these potential clients and customers is that we don't buy their limitation. I don't buy the limitation of how fucking long they can go without food, how late they can stay up, how fucking hard they can clap, or how intense they can feel, or what they can achieve. And because I don't buy those limitations, and because they feel that I care, and because I go there first, I can influence them. Tony Robbins. Wow. And he's a, a savage. Wow. 
And the way that we treat, teach it in my, you know, in my seminars and my Influence Academy, we've built upon some of the frameworks that Tony's teach, but in the sales conversation context, and I teach you there's four levels of influence. The first is how you influence yourself. And, you know, Tony talks about this and many people do, is the fact that I can't give you something I don't have. Sales is a transference Absolutely. of emotion, emotion. I can't give you a dollar unless I have it. And if somebody says they got to think about it, I got to talk to my spouse, whatever. Well, what they're saying is they're not certain. I can't afford it. Yeah. They're saying they're not certain no. that investing in you will get them result. So I can't give you certainty unless I have it within myself. So how do I generate that certainty and transfer to you where sometimes I want 100%. to increase the certainty in what I'm doing, but I'll also through a process of my questions, I'll take away the certainty that you have in yourself, which is very ninja, that what you're doing is the best thing. How do you know? I love it. Have you ever been wrong before? What, you know, what would happen? So people start doubting themselves. And I teach this where it's almost like physics, you know, when, uh, and if you guys are looking at the screen, hopefully people see the video. If the moon is here and the earth is here, if the earth gets bigger, moon gets closer. But if the earth shrinks, moon gets further away. It's the same thing with your certainty. When they say, I got to think about it. And you might say the perfect objection handler, but you say it with tension and fear and inner voice or stress. Mm. They respond not to the words, but to the emotion, the energy. And so you say it with tension and fear and stress and uncertainty. That's what translates. And now you say something, you shrink in your certainty, they're pulled further away. But they could say to me on a call, Eli, fuck you. I hate you. This is the biggest piece of shit in the world. But I still love them and I feel more certain. And I recognize that's just a pattern to them. So I don't take it offensively and I expand. And it's like physics. It's like the moon being drawn closer to the earth with the expansion of this, this planet. And so I know in these conversations, I'm like the sun. It's all revolving around what I have to say. And just like the sun, it is life-giving. It is the fixed luminous center that is shining light on people's pains, problems, bullshit, fears, insecurities, and doubts. And as we shine light on it, yes. I'm going to illuminate a path out of their pain and into their freedom. And so it's going to be very clear by the end of the conversation with you, if you learn these processes, about how you can move people and they feel amazing about it. I love this. So this is actually brings me to, you know, a mantra that you always talk about in, and you know, obviously I've read, you know, in, in some of your stuff. So my certainty overcomes their doubt, you know, and this is where, you know, you come in, you, you've said this, you know, before multiple times and it's so beautiful. And, and I also t tremendously agree with that because I think that, you know, you know, when we get into, you know, organizing foundation, you know, magnetizing your community and, you know, really monetizing an audience, it has to come from a place of servitude. It has to come from a place of service and, and, and because selling is believing, right? So you got to believe in them even more <laughs> profoundly than they believe in themselves. And I think that seeing that mantra or reading it, you know, because that, those are literally, that's your mantra. <laughs> I've just really kind of take it, taken it in and run with it because I think it's so powerful. And when you share that, um, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, how powerful that is for, you know, an entrepreneur, especially a heart-based entrepreneur. And do you want to just, um, you know, share, you know, a little bit about how that transitioned and what, was there ever a change where you, um, were, what there was uncertainty in your, in, in your abilities and, and how you were able to shift that? Um, obviously, you know, working with Tony, that's been a huge thing, but has there been, you know, that, that miss, missed opportunity where so many you you've had so many of those no's come about and you've just collected them and finally started getting yeses yeah and then i'll, I'll end with this because i do have a training coming up soon i have to hop one they're of course singing me like crazy but you know i remember for me it's just getting really frustrated and i i lived with tony's son after about a year with the company i was living with tony and you know they would the way that was set up back then our company would call out to companies in the area that we were in and say, hey, we have a great speaker in your area. You want to have them in? And they would call our area and they'd be like, we have two amazing speakers in the area. Who do you want? We have this guy, Eli. He's awesome. And then we have this, you know, Tony Robbins' son. Like, who do you want? Tony's son. And so Jerry had these amazing meetings and I really had the bottom of the barrel meetings. And I was so frustrated and I was speaking at banks and used car lots and things like that. And, you know, just every excuse, whatever. And 
you know, my, my invitation is that if that's where you're at listening to this, that's, that's a gift. It's calling you forward to be more. And, you know, I, I wasn't willing to stop. And one of the, the things that I wrote down is, uh, what would Tony do? You know, WWTD, you know, what would Tony do? And I was like, this motherfucker would figure it out. And I got to listen to some, uh, you know, internal pieces of uh, training from Tony when he was like in his 20s and 30s. And you could just feel the passion, the commitment, the heart centeredness. And I really began to understand those patterns of what he was saying, but where it was coming from. And, you know, once you really have this belief in you that everything is there happening for you, not to you, and it's there to serve you, um, like you're invincible. Most people, it's just Absolutely. platitudes. They're just saying it. It's like some, uh, you know, it's something that looks good on a bumper sticker or on a Facebook meme, but uh, it's not on their heart. And I was like, man, you know, and it's, uh, they say most people miss the mark by about 13 inches mark from their head to their heart. And so some of that just takes conditioning, just like conditioning a muscle that can be strong or weak. All of us have, it could be vocal muscles, postural muscles, little muscles structurally that have us out of balance somewhere. And, you know, and you go into the deeper work of like chakras, like we, you know, we talked about um, and looking at spiral dynamics, some of the things that Tony talks about, Gate with Destiny, um, you know, the sense of survival, tribe, taking your power back, rules and discipline, success, um, you know, being conscious of your community. And one of the phrases that really pulled me out of this is something Tony's really instilled in me over the years. And it's this phrase that life supports, that which supports life. And so I work in mm. self-development and we talk about how do we develop ourselves? How do we have self-confidence? How do we improve our income? How do we better ourselves, become self-actualized? And that's great. But if you're in a relationship with anybody and you're only there for yourself, the people feel it. Yeah. And so some of you listening might have had the experience of having a child and you don't want to go to work, but now you go to work, not for yourself because you realize your kid might not eat. And so you go, and when you are really emotionally connected to somebody outside of you, it could be somebody in your family, you expand, you expand your identity. Now it's not just about you, it's, it's about we. And so you've expanded this level of connection in your relationship where you show up for your family. And when you show up for your family, it's like more of you shows up. If you have a company, sometimes you don't want to go, you're like Steve Jobs or whatever, but you show up for the company, more of you shows up. You know, you, you, now you're showing up for people that aren't even related to you. You're showing up for something bigger than you. That's a cause that actually supports a lot of people. And then at the highest level, when you show up for humanity, when you look at somebody like a Martin Luther King or a Gandhi or, you know, Mother Teresa, they supported life. And so their words were not to benefit themselves or their own family. It was to affect humanity. Life supports that what supports life. And so if you really believe that and live that and your actions are aligned, life will support you. And how that energy comes back to you, how that how life shows up for you, it might not be from the person that you're talking to. But if you keep on putting that energy out, you have to have certainty, faith in the unseen, and this belief, this unwavering belief, and really hold on to this compelling future that you have for your business, for your life, and not let it go. You have to condition that. You have to train in that. Your morning, night, and just live your life as an example of that vision and be so committed to it, opportunities will start to show up. And anytime you have things challenge you, there's a belief there. There's a, there's a pattern of meaning in you that might not be serving you. Somebody, some of you might have hopped on a sales call and they say no. And you make it mean, I shouldn't be an entrepreneur. I suck at sales. God's punishing me. Where, like I said earlier, there's a pattern of meaning and nothing has any meaning except for the meaning that we get it. We give it. And so we have to choose an empowering meaning and condition that within our being so that it fully aligns and lands. Mm -hmm. And your certainty that you've conditioned will overcome their doubt. Last year, I did a, a one-day seminar with Jordan Belfort, maybe one of the best salespeople ever, but I outsold him. Um, some things that I did, some NLP, some anchoring, things like that. Also, my he was there to speak and sell. Um, so he was he was paid. I, I wasn't paid to speak. Um, he's amazing. But my, my connection with the audience was greater, and I was just really hungry, and I recognized the patterns, and my certainty was so on but I conditioned it. And there was about 1,200 people in the room. Somebody said to me, are you nervous? I was like, nervous? I'm the only one that knows what's going to be talked about. <laughs> if anybody should be nervous, it should be them. You know, I wasn't nervous at all. And part of that because, because I was prepared and I was trained and I was conditioned. And that training has to never stop. And so there's always a le next level for all of us, including myself.
dude so much knowledge there's so much gratitude for all of that that's just epic so i just really want to want to honestly uh, thank you for all of this uh you know for everybody listening you know eli is the man and i'm su- super excited but before you go because i know you know we're, we're, we're running short here on time i wanted you to maybe um let everyone know how people can find you or maybe get some additional resources or value from you and also if you can touch base on maybe some the event that you'll be holding um here in australia in not too far coming up april 4th and 5th uh gold coast australia doing a two-day sales boot camp um and then about a month after that doing like a seven-day or maybe like five, seven days, um, week-long retreat in Bali. But uh, best way to contact me is through my website. It's wildinfluence, W-I-L-D-E, influence.com. And if you go forward slash free book, wildinfluence.com forward slash free book, there's a 48-page PDF where those questions that I talked about, there's like 20 different times, there's about 15 or so of those types of questions and people like um, Vince Del Monte, when I was on his podcast, he said on there that he closes $20,000 sales just reading word for word what I put in there. So some of the things I touched mm-hmm. on are in there. So I'd highly re- recommend checking that out. And um, I'm not super active on email. I don't do any marketing. People will pretty much harass me to get uh, to, to train them <laughs> and stuff now. But uh, follow me on uh, just Facebook is Eli Wild. And uh, I'm really easy to follow on there. And I've got a free Facebook group that's on health and wealth now. So uh, helping out a lot of people with some of the tools in there. So feel free to uh, hop in. Beautiful. And I'll uh, add all of those links in the show notes, um, everybody. So um, under ericbalance.com forward slash four for the episode four. And also for having my first guest. I'm really excited. So um, Eli, again, thank you so much for your time. Nothing but gratitude um, for, you know, the experience that you've shown forth here and all the plethora of knowledge that you've shared with everybody that's listening so thank you thank you appreciate you and i'm certain we'll see you soon at the next event awesome brother take care man thank you hey everyone thanks for listening to the resilient minds podcast if you seriously love the episode please be sure to share it with your friends and click that subscribe button do it now As I continue to grow, I'll be bringing on some leading entrepreneurs into the show. So follow me on Instagram or Facebook and drop a comment or send me a DM. Tell me who you'd love for me to interview and who you'd like to hear more from. Once again, Eric Bounds signing off. And remember this, your X factor always determines your Y factor.